The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour Podcast. Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of the Now Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave sugar blood and target him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave like Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. I'd like to take a second to tell you about our our friends at Tick Splits, the official ticket provider of Armchair yeah. Network. Unlike other ticket providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at TickSplix, the price you see is the price you pay. If you want to see your favorite player, get in his licks. Maybe that's Hakeem Nicks, Akeem Hicks, or Haha Clinton Dicks. Go to TickSplix and enter the promo code armchair at checkout and receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-C dot com. Promo code armchair. TickSplix. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. God, that ad is just... Guaranteed laughter. It is. You it is. Uh, you only made you only messed up. We only said ticks blicks one time. The rest of them, yeah. I think you did a good job. And, yeah, I know. and <laughs> I love that he added in all those players. And kudos <laughs> to the copy guy for that. Well yeah, done. yeah, very it's well just, done. It's just diabolical of it. So, um, all right, New Orleans, give it up for you. Had a massive boycott. The rating. Dave was the lowest in the 50 top metered markets in America. Basically, the New Orleans market went from 6 out of 10 TVs watching the Super Bowl to 1 out of 4. Uh, so New Orleans did the boycott. They had the parade or whatever you want to call it, protest. Um, it was very, very impressive. You, though, Dave, you were in New Orleans. You ended up watching some of the game. Kevin, you didn't watch a single solitary second except for the fact that it was like in the corner of a TV and you got so upset you left where you were. Is that correct? Uh, yes. I – hang on. Yeah, I was hanging out with some friends. Uh, we were bullshitting and watching wrestling. Uh, got bored doing that. He started scrolling the TV. He came – you know, he couldn't find anything else to put on. He had it on uh, the game on in a preview screen, so it was only like five inches wide. I got up. He put the game on the full screen, and I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to go. So I walked you know, back into the living room and told everybody bye, and so the game was on. So I saw, what, five seconds? I don't even, I, I don't even think a play was happening at the time. So I happened to see five seconds, and then I left, and they knew I was leaving, and uh, yeah. 
I, 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 I want, listen, I, I told everybody last week and I said it on Twitter and I did not stutter. I was not going to watch a goddamn moment of this game. And I did not. Dave, you watched some of it. I came in like right as it started, but I played with my kid a bunch during the during huge chunks of it. Um, I the result it made me happy, but sad at the same time. And I'll get to that in a second. But how did the result of the game make you feel? I mean, I think it was. Uh... It made me feel good. I, I think it was just about as good as you could get. You know, I, I mean, before the game, I said the one thing that we, we would really want to happen is obviously the Rams lose, but you know that there's there's some big officiating uh, snafu or nightmare <laughs> where uh, where the the referees and the officiating once again becomes the topic of conversation as opposed to what happened in the game or who won the game or who lost the game. Um, just to keep that conversation, you know, the, the, the officiating conversation going into the off season. Um, but, uh, you know, that, nece- that didn't necessarily happen. It was pretty uh, ironic that uh, Roby Coleman got the first penalty called on him uh, for pass interference when maybe he actually didn't even interfere. They just were like, we're throwing a flag. <laughs> you're getting a flag. Um, They're like, they should have said, they should have said penalty on, on this guy, New Orleans. Does that make you feel any better? Yeah. The answer would have been no. Um, um, but no, I, I mean, this was, this was, I mean, we, we wanted the Rams to lose. We wanted the Rams to look bad. Uh, I think they, they, obviously they lost. They looked bad. They never scored one touchdown. Uh, they, and 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 it and I think the best thing about it, and I posted this on my own personal Facebook page. I mean, it made them. They looked like maybe they shouldn't have been there. Yeah, they looked like that's what you, they know maybe about it. And I think I, you know, I, I think now everybody is certainly saying, you know, definitely it should have been the Saints if the Saints were playing the Patriots. That would have been a more exciting game. But really, the game everybody wants, I think, is and GQ just wrote this whole like alternate universe article about the Saints playing the Chiefs. I think that that would have been, you know, if the NFL is worried about ratings, that's, that's what the, the NFL would have wanted. I think that's the game they would have wanted. Now, granted, Kevin, you didn't and watch. You would have so. had an entire city boycotting. You know, so you know you you, you wouldn't have to worry about that either. You know, Kevin, the the thing is. Uh, that I was thinking about today, and I, and I was sort of, I was saying that it made me sad because watching the Patriots, I was like, oh my God, the Saints would have beat them. But that aside, the more I think about it, the fact that the Rams put on possibly the worst display of offense in the history of the Super Bowl, I think that's a good thing because I think when they do like top five lists of worst Super Bowl performances ever, the fact that the Rams will be on it and yeah. people will talk about it and they'll just people will just get in the dig just because they'll want to make the joke or the point and they'll make the point of and they shouldn't even have been there in the fucking first place. So the more I think about it, it couldn't yeah. have gone it couldn't have gone any better. And I didn't start oh, out that way this morning when I woke up. No, it's 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 be- well, Ralph. That's why you have friends to text, and 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 they can help set you straight. Um, 
Yeah, it was perfect. Like, uh, honestly, think of like think of all the horrific teams that have managed to get to the Super Bowl, like the 06 Bears or the 86 Patriots. Like, the 86 Patriots went up against arguably the greatest defense in the history of the NFL, and they managed to get 10 fucking points. And they were quarterbacked by Tony what-the-fuck. Like, the Rams were quarterbacked by Jared Goff, who, you know, has skill, has talent, and guess what? Couldn't do jack shit in the big game. His big offensive... Wasn't, wasn't the 86 Patriots quarterback Steve Grogan? Steve Grogan, Tony, whatever the fuck. You know who oh, I meant. Tony Eason? Are you talking about Tony Eason? Yeah. I'm, I would like to, con- wait, I would like wait, to thank he, Andrew for joining us on his CB radio from his 18-wheeler. <laughs> Seriously, in- sounds like shit. <laughs> I'll be home in a minute. Not as well as the Rams played yesterday. <laughs> I mean, when when I'm bagging on your audio, that means it's bad. You know, you know whose audio is never bad. Mine. Remember when you all used? To, remember when it was always the worst? It was a it was a running joke for two years on this podcast, and now I'm the only one who never has issues. You know, it is correct. Right. Well, right, because you moved out of the house uh, with a fucking crawl space that you'd apparently go into. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I got that. I got that metery Wi-Fi now. But I mean, it like, and we get not that it helps that much, but Andrew, the fact that we get we're gonna get an off season of is golf any good? Like we get to read a thousand of those pieces, and I will read them all, and they will all make me feel like point one percent better. Uh, as I read them this entire offseason, that he is not a franchise quarterback and he'll never lead the Rams to anything. So that will brighten me up a little. Did that brighten you up a little yesterday? You talking to me? Yeah. I don't know. Just I'll be home in like two minutes. So I'm going <laughs> to do... Li- don't talk to him. Just don't talk to him. But, yeah, but yes, I feel better that golf sucks. <laughs> uh, he's in Texarkana. Breaker, breaker, one nine. <laughs> so, I mean, the rest of America was just about the sixth championship for New England was just completely fucking unhinged for a moment, I think. But Dave, how did like, did, did it, Matt, did it, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this because on the one hand, like, the Rams losing is great, but on the other hand, like, it was stolen from us, and we can't get it back. And there's like, there, I don't know that there's any scenario that would have com- made it. Is there a scenario, Dave, that could have happened what yesterday the fuck that would have made you feel? Trying to ask, Jesus Christ! Is there a scenario yesterday that could have happened that would have made you feel even better than you feel today? Yeah, I, I told you. I, you know, like I said, if if uh, what the hell was that? Oh, I was honking. I was honking, dear. <laughs> If uh, if there was some major, like I said, if there was some major screw up with like the officiating, um, and it made people 
you know, think back to the NFC Championship game and say, oh, this is just this is just like the NFC Championship game. Uh, you know, they, the NFL, they still haven't figured this out, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, just again, something something that would continue this 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 conversation and not let it not let it die down. Um, you know, what was delightful, though, Andrew was Andrew Whitworth, who was an ass all during the two-week time period, just running his mouth and saying the Saints should have done more and blah, 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 and life is hard and you overcome adversity and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was very, like, I don't know what the word is, the philosopher that's just dark. Uh, he was like, well, it was terrible, but we is all die Nietzsche? eventually. Nietzsche? Yeah, is that it? Nietzsche? Uh, Nietzsche we all yeah. die eventually. So him being very dark was enjoyable to me. Was it was that enjoyable to you? Okay, Jude is doing his best impression of a probe droid on Hoth. I on this podcast on dozens of occasions have sounded like I'm talking out of a tin cup in an aquarium. And yet tonight Andrew Juge has topped them all yeah in the span of 10 minutes yeah <laughs> uh, sorry yeah <laughs> he's either he's on a he's either on a walkie-talkie or he's in a car or he is at an elevator and he just dropped off. So, Kevin. Yes. Because we have you on for hardcore analysis when you don't even watch the games, which I love. Um, do you feel like the Patriots, by beating Atlanta and coming back from 28-3 to and then beating the Rams, do you feel like the Saints and Patriots now have this like weird bond that no other team with the NFL has with them. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, I mean, I probably would have would have agreed even if it was just the Atlanta twenty eight to three thing because the like Patriots fans, like even Patriots fans, don't bring up twenty eight to three like Saints fans do. I mean, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, granted, I don't follow. I, I obviously follow more Saints fans than, than than anything else, or see more Saints fans on my timeline than anything else. But anytime the Patriots are, are around, I I never see anything about twenty eight to three from other fan bases. So it, I, I can see the Patriots fans being like, "All right, well, fair, you know, fair play to the Saints for just kind." Of Honestly, sticking it to the Falcons about the time we came back and beat them, and they had nothing to do with it. I mean, shit. I saw, I saw. Uh, fuck, I can't even remember who it was. If it was uh, Hans or not, saying that the best three Super Bowls of his lifetime were the the Saints Super Bowl, and then the twenty eight to three one, followed by the this, which he just called the asterisk game. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that they, it's. One of them is the Saints, and then the other two are absolute Scheidenfreud. Well, I mean, 
seeing your enemy fail miserably uh, is enjoyable. I mean, wait, wait. While while we're on this, while we're on this subject, because a buddy of mine had brought up this 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 theory that I wanted to posit to all of you. Um, you know, uh, Atlanta Falcons blow a 20, 25 point lead in the Super Bowl two years ago, Super Bowl 50, whatever. Uh, Saints fans have been m- making fun of them hardcore ever since in those two years. We have been relentless. Sean Payton's gotten in on the action, you know, 6'10 stompers, spelling out 28 to 3 at halftime, playing Atlanta. The scoreboard people against when, when Saints are playing the Falcons, they're taking shots. Uh, you know, us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have been relentless. But also in that time, the Saints have lost on a final play in the division championship to the Vikings. That was heartbreaking. We've now lost uh, on a bullshit non-call in the NFC championship game. So maybe things have not been good. For I mean, they, <laughs> things have been kind of good, but they've they've ended very, very poorly ever since the Falcons blew that 25-point lead and we've been insulting them mercilessly. So I'm, I'm just wondering if perhaps it's karma uh, and we maybe we need to back off of the Falcons a little bit here and the Falcons fans and the 25-point lead because maybe we're messing with the football gods. I think karma is something people it use to explain, to explain a result that they like or don't like. Um, here's the thing. So much of my football enjoyment is wrapped up in dunking on Atlanta that I can't give that up. Unless you get, unless you could guarantee me a Super Bowl t- championship, Dave, I can't give that up. I'm just, I'm just saying, if, if next year, if next year, if the Saints go to the playoffs and they are eliminated in some fluky fashion, when they go to the playoffs, we're, we're, that's fine, that's fine. When they go to the playoffs. Well, then, if they lose in some sort of fluky fashion uh, next year, I'll be sure to we'll – re- we'll, we'll revisit this topic again. All right. I'm back on Ethernet audio. You guys leave me alone. You act like <laughs> – you act like me on Bluetooth in my car should be like movie theater quality audio. Well, I'm not saying movie. I'm just saying like speakerphone quality. <laughs> Better right. than me right. when I sound like right. I'm in a tin can at the bottom of the ocean. That's the baseline of that terrible, and you were below it. Yeah, I live like I live like ten minutes outside of town now in the house that we built. So it's uh, the roads driving home are a little little dicey reception. <laughs> He's in the country. brother. Listen, that last bit of sound you had, C three PO couldn't have deciphered that. Right? <laughs> so Andrew. Uh, oh, I did. Before I cut out, I did hear Dave claim that he doesn't have bad audio. Not my like, audio, my he, audio has been like, flawless. What sick, what flawless. sick world do we live in where you think that's actually true? <laughs> what? My audio is Your audio was garbage for the better part of three years, Dave. That's what I was saying, and it's not now. You have it hasn't been for a while. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's crystal clear. Yeah. He's out of, this, it's like out of the seven and nine doldrums. It, I would the last say, time, like, yeah, the last time my audio sucked, the Saints were seven and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Direct correlation. Is 
there in this game um, besides uh, all the the post game stuff and Robert Kraft, of course, always sounding like he's drunk, uh, and Belichick getting the six Wait, did titles he mouth, and all. Did he mouth? Did he mouth kiss Tom Brady? I think he did. I was getting to that. <laughs> oh, okay. Is, I don't want to blow that. No, that that was that was what I was leaning into. Is his mouth kiss, Dave? Is it the most awkward? I didn't see it. I haven't game I, Super Bowl I, thing we've ever seen. And I got I got to look it up now. I got to look it up now because uh, if you owned a football team and Tom Brady was your quarterback, would you mouth kiss him, Ralph? Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if 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 Tom Brady was the Saints quarterback and he got him six Super Bowls, um, I would mouth kiss him. You'd probably do more than mouth. Kiss I probably him. Would. I probably would. Um, hold on, I'm watching it now. You'd, you'd dress up as Giselle. <laughs> Giselle, uh, but uh, is, is this game, Kevin? Is how, as a fan base, do we move past? Me and Andrew talked about it last Friday about Sean Payton trolling Roger Goodell with the clown shirt and the watching Netflix and the ice cream. And I felt like for me that was a point where I could sort of start to put it behind me. Did that help you in any way that Sean Payton was clearly wearing the Goodell clown shirt underneath and he showed showed just enough so that America could figure it out? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Did it help you heal in any way? Uh, man, did it helped me heal. I think it just... I, 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 using the word heal feels weird because I don't think, I don't feel damaged. I don't feel, well, no, I don't feel healed. Um, I would just say that it's part of the, it's just part of the ongoing recovery process. I mean, the Rams getting beat to shits. In front of a, a in front of a worldwide audience, you know. Granted, the national audience was its lowest in a decade, but still, getting beat to shits in front of a worldwide audience and getting, you know, being guaranteed that you that you will be second guessed for all of eternity uh, has certainly helped. In the recovery process, I just, I just feel weird saying healed. I, I don't know if that's something you ever heal from in a uh, as a sports fan. Well, Dave, did it? It helped me immensely. Did it help you immensely, Dave? The Rams losing? No, Sean Payton wearing. Oh, the shirt. oh, wearing the. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think we've. I think we've always known that Peyton is not a Goodell fan. Um, yeah, but I mean, we 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 tried to come up with trolling scenarios last month, you know, it, and it, none it, of us it, it makes you of it, this. Uh, well, I mean, that's not true, actually. Um, I I, I had actually. Well, <laughs> I, 
I I was just saying I had I had thought about the possibility of him of him wearing that shirt. I remembered uh, what Matt Patricia, Matt whatever, did. wearing the shirt uh, coming off the plane last year, two years ago, or whatever. Uh, no, the thought actually did cross my mind. I never said it out loud, so I'm. Wait, not Matt gonna... Patricia wore the same shirt. He did. Like two years ago, he was the first and one to wear it. In plain sight. Getting off the plane. Getting off a plane. Yeah. Getting but was it plane. with no with no jacket or anything? With no anything jacket. In plain sight? Correct. Oh wow! I did. I didn't know that. Um, By the way, kudos but, to all our listeners. I asked them to say what they did while they were watching the Super Bowl, and like eight of the thirty-two responses are, "I watched porn," and they're telling me <laughs> what porn they watched. Oh shit! I was actually gonna. Th- I was actually gonna jokingly say masturbate. Um, for four <laughs> hours. I mean, hey. I mean, they got a lot of they got a lot of categories on the internets. You can get whatever you want. <laughs> Go down the rabbit hole. Uh, but to answer your question, Ralph, uh, you know, I mean, it makes me feel better in that uh, I, I feel like Peyton is—he's one of us. You know, our coaches—he's—he's he's one of us. He—he he, he gets it. He—he—he he, he thinks it's just as ridiculous, and he's not gonna just, uh, you know, be some company company man. Uh, so, uh, you know, it—it it, it certainly it does help. I guess it does make me feel better. <sighs> I guess. I just feel better that the Rams lost. I mean, especially that they look like frauds in that game. I don't want to say I felt. Like I, I didn't. I don't want to say I felt vindicated, but I mean, for Jared Goff to just look like complete trash and then say after the game, uh, th- "This really hurts." I mean, I don't know. Misery loves company, right? What, what makes me feel what makes me feel better, I think, more than anything, is reading the post game Super Bowl stuff and and seeing uh, this was the worst Super Bowl ever. Like like yeah, it's it's fairly consensuous, consensual. I don't know what the correct word there is, uh, <laughs> but um, I I would say there's a consensus uh, in the country that this was a very boring Super Bowl. It was very lame, uh, and uh, you know we're we have a very short memory as a, as a country, so I'm sure maybe there were other really boring, lame Super Bowls. Well, but in recent history, this was this is the friggin' lamest. This was really boring. Yeah, well, for Jared Goff, is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. I mean, like even I felt like and any of you can answer this. Like when we were kids, and the NFC would just dump truck the AFC and San Francisco and the Bears and the Redskins or whoever. Dallas. Dallas. At least when you watch that, you could be like, well, that's greatness. The Cowboys, mini dynasty, the the San Francisco, the Redskins. Like, you would be like, that's fucking Joe Montana being awesome. That game yesterday was 13-3 to and was a shit fest on both ends. And don't tell me you like defense because nobody fucking likes defense. Uh well, so, I, I just feel like that. So I feel like that was probably as good of a scenario. Now, granted, we're sitting here like applauding and being happy about the fact that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick won a Super Bowl. So, like, there's no winning here. There's very little silver lining. This, this no uh, winning. Yeah, <laughs> it's not silver but, linings playbook. There's none of that. But, no, but you know, I, I think this. I, I mean, I'm sure there was probably a better scenario. I can't imagine it. Be, the main thing for me is the Rams look like a fraud check because obviously we all feel like they didn't deserve to be there. And for them to 
confirm that they didn't deserve to be there with their play was awesome. Secondly, like, I think it would be worse if everyone was just gushing over Tom Brady, but he played like dog shit (laughs) and they, and, and they still won the game. So like, yeah, I mean, in some ways, it's things worse because I feel like if the Saints were in that game, they they win. I, I I feel like the Saints would have beaten the Patriots, but yeah, they would have. But on the other hand, like you know, at this point, the 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 best case scenario is whatever allows the national media to further the sense that man, this Super Bowl was lame. Can you imagine if Drew Brees was in it? If the Saints had, hadn't gotten robbed, like, not even they would have beaten the Patriots, but just that people are saying it would have been more fun of a Super Bowl with the Saints in it. Like, I just feel like that's probably the best we can ask for after what happened to us. I can, I can honestly say with 100% certitude uh, and without anybody, without ever being able to be proven that I am wrong, the Saints would have beaten the Patriots. Saints would have beaten yeah. the Patriots 100%. They would have, and you can't prove me wrong. In an alternate universe, Alvin Kamara's MVP. Uh, are we going to talk about uh, MVP? Are we talking about Mahomes, Breeze? Yeah. Are we, <laughs> we going to going... Super Bowl MVP? Are we uh, going to talk about the special teams exodus? Yes. That's what I was going to get to. The Saints made actual news on Friday. Uh, Sean Payton nuked the entire special teams staff and fired the best football coach in America who used a cane, Mike Westhoff. Uh, He got rid of them all. And, uh, Andrew, I thought the Saints special teams were the best special teams they've ever fucking had under Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, from Taysom Hill, you know, getting him to do his thing, and then Okafor getting added at the second half of the year and that helping them block a punt. And, you know, Will Lutz has become automatic, and Morstead is the best punter in the league. I mean, you, the only, really the only thing, I, I think, like, they broke some record or they were first in the league in coverage units. So, I mean, really the only negative you can say about special teams is the returns. And... You know, I mean, the turn game is nullified because the NFL doesn't want you to have it. Yeah. So, so, I mean, punt return maybe was a little dicey, but yeah, I mean, I'm just shocked that I'm shocked. I'm sure I'm going to say it. I'm shocked. I mean, maybe the Saints felt like Westhoff is old and uh, I know there was an opportunity to get this Dolphins guy with the head coaching change over there. And I think I guess Sean Payton feels like the Dolphins guys, the best special teams coach out there. So Maybe he views it as an upgrade, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Messing with a good thing seems really questionable to me. Kevin, I'm sad because Mike Westhoff looks like a guy who drank scotch and smoked a pack of Marlboro Reds for breakfast, and I'm going to miss him. Uh, Is he your favorite coach that looked like a Sopranos extra? Actually... I'm looking at I I googled his uh I googled the name uh to get a look at the uh, picture he and I, this the is gonna be a deep of Polly di- Walnuts came up no actually I'm gonna I'm going with a deep dive here on one of these photos uh, when he was with the Jets he looks like Clayton Indicott the third from Benson uh. That's a reference like four people got, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that at all. I have no 
That was Chinese to me. But yeah, yeah, he he definitely looks like uh, he definitely looks like he's sitcom in the mid eighties. He does. Boost <laughs> white guy from a sitcom in the eighties. Maybe I mean it's but I don't know. It's just it's just it's just weird. Like they that they nuked the whole set. I mean. Hell, Joe Vitt got to go years of just being terrible before he got canned. And poor Mike Westhoff built the best special teams the Saints fan in a decade, and he got shown the door. I mean, I mean, it could it could be a personality thing, you know? Maybe. But yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, he definitely seems like a curmudgeon, you know, like an old old school stuck in his ways type of guy, and. Hey, listen, uh, Greg Williams had a lot of success with Sean Payton, too. I mean, they won a Super Bowl together, and I mean, they, they weren't talking by, by the end, you know, when <laughs> Greg Williams left. So, I mean, you know, I, listen, Sean Payton, I mean, he, he's awesome, and, you know, let's not pretend that he's not hard to work with for some people. You know, there's been a lot of uh, over the years. I mean, and now most of the people that he hasn't gotten along with haven't had success, but, you know, whether it was Rob Ryan or uh, Greg Williams or, you know, a slew of other coaches, I mean, Sean Payton has not worked well with a lot of guys. The other interesting coaching news for the Saints is they they re-signed Dennis Allen, but before they did, they had a rumor on Saturday, or maybe it was Sunday morning, that he was the – sort of mystery candidate for the Bengals as defensive coordinator. Kevin, how much money would the Bengals have had to offer Dennis Allen for him to go and be the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati? Uh, I think they would have had to sign over all of the, uh, all, all of the property along uh, on the good side of the river. Wait, Cincinnati has a good side and a bad side? I did not know this. Well, I mean, when one side is Kentucky. <laughs> That's the bad side? Yes, I'm picking fights with Kentucky. Hey, man, I can look up the... I have a long list of enemies. I'm just adding to it. I can look up the chart, man. We probably have listeners in Kentucky. We have listeners. We have 18 listeners in Maine. Nice. Do you want to say something bad about That's like Maine? half the state. <laughs> but I thought like... Uh, well, you, know, you noticed that like when that report came out, he ended up re-signing with the Saints like within an hour. I think... Like, as soon as that news broke that the Bengals were looking at him, I feel like that's all the leverage he needed for the Saints to be like, nope, you're coming back and Luna's I, getting on the phone and getting I feel done. like the Cincinnati offer was Dennis Allen looking Mickey Loomis in the face and saying, raise this offer, asshole. Don't make me go to fucking Cincinnati. Yeah. Throw me a bone. Don't make me do this. And Mickey Loomis is like, fine. Here's an extra hundred grand. Um, so that's the, Saint, that's the Saints news. But, you know, we have questions from people people on Twitter they said they watched the trophy presentations then Star Trek the original series three episodes uh, Varge said he watched Debbie does Dallas at Antiques uh, 
Somebody said, I watched Super Bowl 44 and found new highlights where baby-faced Peyton and Shaggy Drew. That is, like, Drew Brees had a shit ton of hair in 2009. Uh, speaking of which, can we talk about Drew Brees? He looked so sad on Thursday and Friday. Like, he looked like a broken man. Like, he looked like he wanted to be anywhere on earth but the Super Bowl. Is that is that fair to say? Like... Have you ever, Kevin, have you ever seen Drew Brees look sadder if you caught any of his Super Bowl tour over the weekend? Uh, I would say the only stuff that I saw was, what was the the appearance on, uh, fuck, I don't know. Dan Patrick. I don't know the name. He looked pretty sad on first take. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm referring to, because he had those Atlanta Falcons fans behind him, and then he puts, like, the, you know, he slaps his sticker or whatever on the on the side picking the Patriots to win, and, like, this Falcons fan gets a little bit too close for comfort, and you can tell Drew Brees just wants to, like, act like he's going to pick up something by his shoe, but secretly rear back with an elbow <laughs> on this guy's, uh, upside this dickhead's dome, and just opts not to, and I, like, he... <laughs> Like, man, this guy, I, I feel like, w- w- would would rather be cleaning out bedpans or something at that point than, than to be anywhere near a Falcons fan yelling at him. I mean, I I, I personally hope it just pisses him off and and fuels his rage. Like, I that's, that's all I want. Are we not talking about how he got snubbed for the MVP? He didn't get snubbed. I mean. Come on. It's ridiculous. He was pretty terrible the last six weeks of the year. Who cares? I mean, the last they gave it to a guy just because he had the shiny fifty touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, how many times has Drew led the league in touchdowns? I mean, it's been a done lot. before. Not and enough times to win an MVP. He hasn't. He, he did it in two thousand eleven, and they gave it to fucking Aaron Rodgers, who didn't lead the league in anything that year. Except for quarterback rating, he broke the record. Oh, all time. Yeah. oh yeah, that's that means everything. The the criteria for the MVP is whatever. I don't know why you guys aren't more mad about this. You guys are just. I can't believe you guys are just. Laughing Man, I was it. I was resigned like two months ago. Yeah, I mean it was fun fighting with people, but the the Rams lost. Just like I didn't watch the award show at all. Sat like Saturday. I didn't watch any pregame. St- like I just was like. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Like you guys talking about Drew Brees being sad. Like I just I did not watch football for two weeks. Like I I didn't watch the coverage. I didn't turn on the TV. Like, I just, I totally go. Now, I did watch the Super Bowl. I meant to boycott it, and then my son turned it on, and I got sucked in. But but I really like, uh, you know, I usually listen to ESPN radio when I drive in to work in the morning, and I like, the whole week, I just listen to music and for two weeks. And I just, you know, I don't know. Like, it was hard, man. Honestly, like, I was over it. And then the morning of the Super Bowl, like I started to get really sad again. I was texting Ralph and I'm just like, <laughs> I, it just like hit me like a ton of bricks when I woke up. I was just like, fuck man, I should be in Atlanta right now. I was reading, I was reading your text with Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember you in the background to make it more sad. And it just, I started to tear up. Uh, this is a good question from, this is a good question from Jacob, Kevin. Better Super Bowl, well you didn't watch, so I guess maybe Andrew can answer this morning. Better Super Bowl boob, Adam Levine, Janet Jackson, or Roger Goodell? I mean, it's not that you feel. 
Whenever I hear that song, I think a sad dog's about to die. <laughs> Wait, what was the question and to whom? Be- better Super Bowl boob, Adam Levine, Janet Jackson, or Roger Goodell? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. It's a good Maroon question. 5 is terrible. It's a, it's a good they mix. Are. I can't say anything bad about Maroon 5 because their keyboardists might sit behind me at the game sometimes. <laughs> oh, okay. Do they listen to Dave the show? Has to, Dave has to protect the... Uh, he might. No, I don't know. Protect Gotta, get, gotta be able to get the, the no seriously access PJ, to the next Maroon he, Five show. He, no, I've I've never gotten access to the Maroon Five, but no PJ Morton. He plays he plays keys for Maroon Five. He's a local musician from New Orleans, and he's got his own solo career too. But he has sat behind me once or twice. He's friendly with the the girls that sit behind me, so I'm keeping it PC. Well, I'll, I'll say it for you. Maroon Five sucks. <laughs> here's a good. Here's a good question, Kevin. This is from Dylan. With Jason Garrett not getting extended by the Cowboys, and he's on the last year of his deal. Uh, what? One of these years, are... Mike Florio will be right. One of these off seasons, he'll be right. Yeah, hasn't he been saying this for a decade? Yeah, it's every 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 fucking off season. The Dallas Cowboys might be signing Sean Payton. If if Sean Payton to Dallas was a stock, how much would it be worth right now? Oh, this is when you'd sell. This is when you'd sell. No, uh, no I mean, this is when you would buy because it would be nearly fucking worthless. I, I mean, mean yeah, I mean, pumping this fucking thing up forever and ever, and it ain't, and it hasn't happened, and it, it like as right, long the as stock is, be, a stock is worth what people think it's worth, and right now. All these idiots are reading these articles about how uh, Sean Payton might might be hired as the next coach. Yeah, so. but but if Dallas starts out two and four, your stock's going to go through the roof. I think Kevin's okay. right. You got to buy, buy, buy. <laughs> I mean, this is turned into the Kramer podcast. I <laughs> it is, but I mean, because because I mean, we're giving out how, just as good advice as that dickhead. How? Andrew, when do we get our first? Uh... Oh, 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 you know his daughter too. How many no. other famous people do you know, Dave? I don't know his daughter. I just know that she went. To we need to have a segment on this podcast that's Dave name dropping celebrities. <laughs> Dave name drops. Oh yeah, that time me and Steve Gleason hung out. You know, handing out uh, yeah. handing out rice squares for lunch for the kids. <laughs> yeah, I need to get the and I'll 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 get the uh the Entertainment Tonight theme song. Celebrity names. Can we start with Dave Wilbon? Wait, when do I when do I get to give my weekly Ricky Williams on Big Brother update? You could do that right now. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Because, because you know what, believe, believe it or not, like you guys think I'm ridiculous for watching Big Brother, but there are a yeah. lot of people. There, there are that's, a lot of people. That's that not watch, the only reason. <laughs> there are a lot of people that watch Big Brother. That's how it's been on for 20 years. Um, but uh, no, Ricky, he's still alive. He's still in the house. He, um, Tom Green and Cato Kalin were a uh, were in a big power alliance. And they tried Jesus to they, Christ, <laughs> Tom Green and Kato Kalen in a I can't think life. of two more miserable human beings. God. It's, 
That's what's so funny about this. No wonder, no wonder Ricky Williams is still in this competition. He's going up against Cato Kalen and freaking Tom Green. No, Cato Kalen and Tom Green, they kept winning all the competitions. They they kept swapping head of households. They were they were like the power couple. Uh yeah, and Cato Kalen and Tom Green became like best best friends. Uh but but Cato just got voted evicted from the house uh tonight. But uh, but they tried to backdoor Ricky Williams, but that didn't work. So so does so that Ricky's... mean Cato Kalen is homeless again? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. CBS puts him up in the uh, in the uh, what do they call it? There's there's a house when you get evicted because you're on the jury. So they like they have to sequester you, so you can't watch any more of the game, uh, and let it affect your decision. Uh, the jury house, the jury house, that's what it's called. But uh, so I don't know. So, so uh, you know, Ricky could win this whole thing. He's he, He's been kind of floating around a little bit. Uh, you know, all the Big Brother fans out there, he's, a, he's kind of a floater. Um, he hasn't really, like, aligned himself with anybody else uh, uh, too much. But, um, you know. Ricky he, Williams, he, a loner? No. He's, 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 he's laying low. He's laying low. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting he, for him. Here's another question. Okay, so I don't know if you saw this story, Andrew, but Bill Cosby, he's in prison now. But what he's doing in prison is he has taken on the role of Dr. Huxtable, and he gives uh, and he gives other prisoners medical advice. So, is that weirder than Rams fans claiming video that the ball was tipped? in the NFC championship game. What's, what's weirder Rams fan going as a Pruder film in the NFC championship or Bill Cosby turning into Dr. Huxtable while in prison. I would definitely say that a Hollywood actor by day, child molester by night or whatever, uh, rapist roofie guy by night, whatever he was, um, is definitely, it's definitely weirder that a guy like that would go to jail and be a doctor with, without any degree <laughs> than pretty much Dr. anything Dr. I've ever seen on a football field. And, and, and hang on, may I add, may I add, Dr. Cliff Huxtable. He was, was a gynecologist. A, he was a fucking OBGYN <laughs> and he's oh, in God. an old man's prison. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Uh, good call, Kevin. Well, he's probably going for the rectal exams then. I wonder if he got sweaters smuggled in anywhere. Like I wonder if he. I wonder if he's hanging out with Darren Sharper. Uh, Kevin, you killed me. I forgot that he was OBGYN. Fucking OBGYN, and he had his office in the basement of his house. Yeah. Fuck! You should have seen this coming. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so. Uh, you know, as we isn't, wrap up, isn't Darren Sharper getting out soon? By the way, no, no. I thought I thought, I thought he had like a crim- criminally short sentence. No, it's criminally like, short because be, I mean because they didn't throw the book at him and give him I life. Thought, I thought he got like a ten-year sentence. Yeah, it's true. Like it's he might be. How long ago was that? I'm googling. Like, he might be. You might be right, Andrew. He might be close to. I thought he did get out, like 10 like, years, 10, 20, yeah, 10 or and 20. Good, and with good good behavior, he'd probably get out in six. Um, that's that's just ridiculous, by the way. People said that's time for a state Super Bowl run. Did anybody watch the kicking bowl? The, the kitten bowl? The puppy bowl? 
Uh, we watched uh, a little bit of it. That was, we watched that before the game. Uh, so people ask off-season questions. Uh, we're gonna get to those. We got all. We got till March thirteenth before free agency starts. Uh, Don Takana said, "I played PS One games and smoked weed. It was great. That sounds like a lovely Sunday." But Don, how does that? How was that any different from any other Sunday that you've had? Uh, <laughs> or, or Thursday? Or th- I mean. <laughs> Or, or Tuesday. Uh, By the way, Don, let's get together and hang out sometime. Yeah, me, me and me and Don, we we did the 2008 Saints drunk history and forgot to mention Jonathan Vilma at all. So that's how professional we are. Um, so I guess we, I guess, the, the, as I wrap this up and we sort of like put this in the the rear view as best we can in uh the season and all that and i told andrew this that i'm having a hard time getting fired back up for like the off season and um just and i wonder if i'm gonna enjoy saints football as much as i did before they got raped by the officials in the nfc championship game and i'm, I'm not saying i'm not saying for 100 percent sure that i'm not gonna be excited and andrew says i will but right now i'm really not how is your mood Kevin, how do you think it's – do you think it will be – you'll be okay sometime in the off season or by kickoff next year? And are you worried that, eh, it's never going to be the same? Uh, I'm, I'm not really worried about uh, – I'm not really worried about that. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really – I don't know, man. It's 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 now officially the off season. Uh, I'm trying not to. I, I I don't know. I'm not gonna think too much on that. Andrew. Yeah. Are you, when will you be fired um, back up? Yeah, I mean the draft. Like, <laughs> I mean, how how could you be looking forward to that if you're a Saints fan? So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this off season is going to go. I mean, I'm a little nervous, honestly, um, and I don't know how exciting it's going to be. Um, but you know, Mickey Loomis is always going to have something up his sleeve. I think he's kind of. I feel like he's got one arm tied behind his back this year, just with no draft picks and salary cap is is tight. So you know, he's going to have to get creative. But you know, he'll he'll do his thing, Loomis math and whatnot. So uh, I, I just think once the football season starts back up. You know, listen, it, it would be one thing if the Saints found a way to piss me off in some way. But, you know, this is – I feel like they were – this was an injustice, you know. And so they – I'm excited to see them back on the field and kind of go on a revenge tour. So that's what I'll be rooting for. And, I mean, it's a long way away from them playing again. But I can't wait till the next game, personally. I need – I need I need action during free agency. It doesn't have to be like a gigantic Jarris Bird move, but it needs I need action from the Saints, man. I need rumors. I need trade up, trade down. I need I need I need Loomis to pump Mike Florio with just ridiculous rumors starting like March third. Well, there's just, a lot of talk about the Saints cutting Andres Pete. How would you guys feel about that? What? No, please don't. I mean, Andres Pete isn't great, but when Armstead misses his eight games, 
<laughs> eight. <laughs> they need Pete to play left tackle. You know. Yeah. I mean, because versatility cause, is a good thing. Well, I'm with uh, I'm with Ralph. I, I'll I'll get excited again uh, in once free agency starts and the Saints make some. You know, they'll they'll sign one guy where we're like. Holy cow! I can't believe they got him. Or I can't believe I don't they even need him. To, him I don't even need him to sign a dude. I just nah, they're, like the, they're going to do something. I just need the Bucks to cut Gerald McCoy and <laughs> see on PFT that McCoy has a flight to New Orleans, and I'm <laughs> I'll be back in. Like it won't take much. I'm just saying I need it more than ever now. Um, I feel like last year's free agency was really kind of disappointing. I mean, DeMario Davis ended up being awesome, so it, it ended up being better than we thought. But, like, I just feel like... Cam Meredith. Well, like, they we, they missed out on Graham, and that was really disappointing. And then there was the whole Nadamik and Sue thing, which was really exciting, and they missed out on that. And I don't know. I, I felt like... And they lost Kelamete, and they tried to get him back. I don't know. They lost I, out on Wilkerson, Like, free agency was kind of a dud. I mean, it, you know, in the end, it worked out, and obviously the team ended up being very good, but... I just remember being kind of bummed and deflated about the free yeah. agency last year. They whiffed on they whiffed on a bunch of dudes, and it and it worked. Out. <laughs> it ended up working out. I yeah. Can't, I, well, I mean, I, they whiffed because they they refused to overspend. Yeah, I like hey, reckless, Lo- reckless Loomis is is reckless Loomis <laughs> is better for, for the the off season. Conservative, prudent Mickey Loomis is better for actual on field results. So I'm torn now, Andrew. Now you don't. Now you're making me think maybe I I, I shouldn't get excited. About maybe you should hate me. the off season. I should, I should hate. Yeah, <laughs> I should hate the off season. Oh, but okay, I would be did he make up for it in the draft though? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, y'all y'all were talking about um, next season and uh, you know the the revenge tour. So you know every every year. Peyton always has a slogan, you know, last year it was prove them right. You know, he gets t-shirts made. It's all over everything. So, I mean, what is it, what is it going to be for next year? I feel like the shirts are just going to be like referee's face with like well, knives sticking I out of it or something like I that. Did a poll. It's, got, it's got to be, we make the rules pal, right? I, I did. A, <laughs> I did a poll on the saints happy hour, Twitter, find us on there, Twitter, Facebook. We even have the YouTube channel back up cracking. Uh, and the poll choices were, let the bodies hit the floor, kill them all, uh, take what's ours, we make the rules, pal, and kill them all one with 38% of the vote. Uh, yeah, people are pissed, huh? People, I mean, kill them all or let the bodies hit the floor would be, would be great because you'd have let theme the music with it. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Have like, you guys like, seen that uh, that YouTube of the parrot saying that? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. The Saints can make a video of the parrot saying it. Have the parrot saying it and then fade into the real regular song, lay some highlights under that. You would fire the crowd up like a motherfucker every week doing that. Ralph, uh, Ralph you... Uh, you need to get a soundbite of that parrot saying, let the body hit the floor. That would <laughs> be will. good. Yeah. All right. We got to get out of here. But I want to tell people, me and Andrew are doing the seven minutes of Saints every single day. We started uh, 
We start tomorrow. It is $7 a month. You get a seven-minute podcast from me and Andrew Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every single fucking day. $7 a month. Sign up. Do it. It will be ridiculous and stupid, and it'll only cost you a Starbucks grande latte. So do it. Uh, so that'll wrap it up. Thanks, for everybody, for joining us. Uh, I still feel pretty, like, shitty about the NFC Championship. I'm not over it. I hope the Super Bowl helped you heal. I hope the shows helped you heal. People were very complimentary, Kevin, of you last week. They said your jokes made them feel very much better. So I hope this show is doing a little bit to make everybody get through the fact that the NFL fucked us. So for all the guys, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. <laughs> this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.